0: Hey friends, Daniel Holy Spirit Soapbox, I hope you're doing well today. We wanted to switch it up a little bit from our usual mini sermons and share with you an edifying conversation that I had with a good friend named Ray. Now, Ray and I usually have really fun biblical conversations over the phone, but we decided, hey, let's sit in a room, turn on a mic, and just chat about a biblical topic. So this new segment we're going to call, Where Two or Three Gather, and the topic is, Are You Possessed? Check it out. So I'm going to start off with an impactful question. That's how we're going to start this. Okay, it's going to be kind of crazy, right? All right. So my question for you is: When somebody's possessed, what do you think of? Like, what are their characteristics?
1: Wow, that's a good question. Well, Ray here, thanks for having me on. First, yeah, Um, glad you're on. We're diving right in. (laughs) Yeah, hardcore. We're going right, right for it. So I think most people think about possession in a negative way. We think of like in movies somebody being uh, impacted or controlled by a spirit or a demon or some supernatural force yeah okay yeah
0: so you're thinking like i think the same thing don't don't get me wrong like you're thinking like you know the exorcist movie or something somebody's head spinning around <laughs> you know something like that they're screaming they're going crazy you know it's funny so a couple weeks ago i just read this article there was a woman on a plane on like a frontier airlines plane or something and she was screaming, going crazy. She's saying, oh, I'm, I'm being kidnapped when nobody was there. Like all these weird things are happening to her. And she was like thrashing around, right? And some people were like, wow, she is obsessed. That's the first thing that they thought of. Mm-hmm. So what they do, they started singing hymns over her. And I don't know if they start talking to her, but they were singing hymns just to be like, okay, she's possessed. She needs help, right? So I think a lot of us think that same thing, like possession equals negative. I don't know. Is that It sounds like you agree.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, people can certainly be possessed. And oftentimes we see that stuff manifest in like, for example, schizophrenic symptoms. Mm. They foam at the mouth. They, they see things that aren't there. They're having conversations with people that are invisible. Yeah. Um, but it, interesting that they were singing hymns over her. So yeah. it's like mankind kind of acknowledges that there's, there's a holy force that can subdue the negative force, right? Yeah, that's true. But That's a good point. On the hymns, though. It's, it's so interesting how, how our faith tends to kind of lean in this direction, mm-hmm. how we tend to be afraid to, to pray over someone and directly ask God to remove things, right? Yeah. Like, and I guess what I'm getting at is you hear someone with a disability and someone will say, hey, you know, I've got my, my sibling has a disability. Can you pray for them? Yeah. And we're so quick to be like, hey, God, you know, can you alleviate their symptoms a bit and, and, and make them just not feel pain mm-hmm. instead of having that, that mustard seed faith that we're supposed to have to say, God, can you just deliver them? I think we have this fear, like if I were to ask God to heal their disability mm-hmm. and he doesn't do it, does that make my faith a lie? Does that turn our faith into some religion that's just phony? That's, that can have a negative impact, right? Because if somebody's like, well, you
0: prayed over them and it didn't get rid of the demon, right? Or it didn't heal them or something, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yep. Yeah. And I I mean, well, actually, you know, I'm have the article up right here and it says um, there's a woman that raised her hand and begins to speak to the woman as she thrashes and throws her head back and says, but miraculously, the woman stops panicking and looks at her. Ooh, So it. maybe they prayed. I don't know. That's that's kind of an interesting thing there, too. And there were a lot of people that got up and they started, like, talking to her and trying to sing hymns. So, you know, it makes my heart, like, warm. I mean, I feel bad for the woman. <laughs> but it makes me feel good that people are like, you know what? Yeah, there is something going on with this woman. And... Let's do something about
1: it, right? They're trying to help her, in a sense, right? Dude, praise God. So she raised her hand, yep. said some words, and the woman came to. It came to at least, start, like, stopped and looked at her. Ooh,
0: that's so good. So some, something's working, right? right? There's something real. There's a spirit, right. <laughs> right? And it sounds like there was a demonic spirit. And that's the thing. I mean, in the Bible, there are so many different people that were possessed, it sounds like, right? And they believe in demonic possession. It is true that there are possessions of demon source, I guess. If I don't know how else to say that. And we're thinking about different books of the Bible. There was like a boy that was possessed by a demon who was convulsing, right? He was crying out and all this stuff. But then Jesus casts out the demon. This is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I think Matthew 17, Mark 9, and Luke 9. And Jesus cast that demon out, and then he just like stopped, right? He just ceased, and became like a corpse, it says, but then he was not dead. That's so interesting. But, I mean, it's all over the place, right? There's so many different places here. There's slave girls, there's mute people, blind people, but it's all negative, right? There's. It seems like very negative, and that's how we all think of of demon possessions, which I agree with that, obviously. Actually, I was talking to Stacey the other day, my wife, and I don't even know how it came up, but it came up and we're talking about possessions, and then there was something that was said about uh, possessions that was like, hey, yeah, we think negatively, but what about the a positive possession? And is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I like, kind of surrendered it. And the Spirit told me, what about being possessed by the
1: Holy Spirit? Uh, dude, 100%. So there's, uh, we haven't talked about this today yet, but in Ephesians, mm-hmm. chapter 6, verse 12, mm-hmm. for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness mm-hmm. against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Yeah. Okay. And nice. so this is where the Holy Spirit really comes in. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to dive into man's fallen state today. I know we're talking about spirit possession, but this kind of coincides with that in a way.
0: Yeah, we can do that.
1: Yeah. And basically what what this is saying is that the the stuff we're wrestling with is almost like it's inside of ourselves. It's like in affecting our inner conscience and our inner decision making. Yeah. And, um, you said earlier a, a list of things that the Holy Spirit gives us. Yeah. Oh, what well, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, but well there's the in Galatians
0: five, twenty-two, and twenty-three, right? There's the the fruits of the spirit. Okay, so there's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yes. Right?
1: That's yeah. a great list. A, okay. Yes, and <laughs> on that list. Yeah. I think speaking for just Christians in general today, mm-hmm. I think the most difficult thing we tend to wrestle with as a majority is the self-control at the very end. Yeah, I agree. And I so agree. There's, there's so many things that we're exposed to that really tempt our self-control. Uh, we see the lives of other people on social media that are just living these great lives and we feel jealousy and envy. Yeah. And you got, you know, people scrolling social media feeds of, of just things that they shouldn't be seeing. And we see, you know, we're, we're, we're impacted by jealousy, lust. Yeah, it's um, huge. Yeah. And just so many things that are just not good for us that the world's wanting to to feed us. Yeah. And how do we how do we practice self control? Because on our own, there's not very much we can do on our own. The flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. Yeah. And how often do we let our spirit win? How often do we let the Holy Spirit win?
0: Yeah. That's a great question, right? I mean, well, you want to get into the fall of man, right? Well, we have to we dig into the flesh, right? So, flesh itself. We have these this human nature that we inherited, I would say, from you know Adam and Eve, essentially. And that human nature, which caused the whole situation of us getting kicked out of the garden in the first place, where we were meant to be eternal, to now not being eternal and now needing a rescuer. That fall of man was... I mean, self-control was from the very beginning. Eve eating the fruit right off the tree, and then obviously...
1: Adam eating the fruit off the tree. So, yeah, I don't know if you want to dig into that. Ooh, yes, About, that's so good. <laughs> let's dive in. Let's dive yeah, in. Okay. okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So yesterday morning, I was hanging out with Jason Querying, our church pastor. Okay. He had a yeah. Bible study. There's a group of us. Yep, We're looking at, at the first book of Kings, chapters roughly 9 through 13. Okay. So Solomon, who had asked God for wisdom, God loved Solomon, and Solomon got wisdom from God. Mm-hmm. So there was a period of a couple of years, two, three years, where people came and delivered Solomon. Kind of like an offering, uh, other kings they gave him. Maybe they were it was a purchase, but yeah. they gave him six hundred and sixty six talents of gold. It's a random number, very else. random. <laughs> and so on that note, God had told Solomon, He said, "Don't go multiplying your horses, your wives, your wealth." Mm. But Solomon, in that, lacked self control, mm. and so he gave in to all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and if you, if you read in there, you see things like Song of Solomon. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know his wealth and what he what he built, and so he was given six hundred sixty six talents of gold, which represents the fallen state of man. It's what we are without God. We have a missing piece mm-hmm. that prevents us from living in the the fullness, in the goodness, and the freedom that God wants us to live in. Yeah, and so you look at people like Goliath. Goliath wore six pieces of armor. He was six cubits in height, and his spear weighed six hundred shekels of silver. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you, you take um. King Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. King Nebuchadnezzar built a, a pedestal, um, and he said, "You know, you guys are going to worship this idol." Yeah. The pedestal was sixty cubits high, mm-hmm. six cubits wide, yeah. and so we obviously know what six, six, six means in the Book of Revelation—the mark of the beast, right? Uh, the mark of like the system that's going to be operating, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, in uh, on the sixth day, God made mankind. Yeah. But on the seventh day, God rested. Right. And so the goal for us is to enter god's rest mm-hmm. that's our end goal yeah. and we can't do that on our own we right. need a, a life source right. um, and in today's world we need the holy spirit to help us kind of inch our way there yeah i oh, agree
0: you no know. i mean i agree and that's that those are really good points because yeah six isn't we we all think that like the mark of the beast is going to be a, like a you know specific tattoo or, or shot or something you know whatever it is that people might think but the um the mark of the beast essentially is just, is the number of of man. It's that fall of man. It's falling short of the glory of God. That's what it really is. And, you know, Paul says that in Romans 3.23 that we always say, that we talk about all the time in in 3.24, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God. Yes, that's just a statement of fact, right? That is a fact. So I like what you're saying there because we essentially have to be surrendering our bodies like the self-control that we have or the control that we do actually have in our own body or in our own possession i guess is supposed to be a vessel for jesus right so i i had it up to have the possession or the definition of possess and the definition is based on the american heritage dictionary is to have as property or to own that makes sense right to possess because if we talk about possessions like Oh, I possess this laptop. I possess possess this Bible. Like those are things that we have to, to have it as a property. So if we're possessed by a demon, we're their property now, right? They, we're allowing them to, to work in us and those fruits of the world. Yes, there.
1: we're their property, too. We haven't talked about this either. But no, <laughs> we're, we're, we're supposed to become servants uh, of, of our Lord. And like we're, we become Jesus's property. We become servants of Jesus. And in doing so, We are just given this free life. Yeah. It's like this freedom. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, like,
0: let's open it up, right? Yeah. Okay. So when we get possessed or owned by the Holy Spirit, by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, by God, now you see the fruits bear. Mm -hmm. You know, we try so hard to make these fruits bear. And trust me, I'm one of those people, right? I'll be like, okay, I should be doing this. Like, I should be loving my neighbor. I should be loving God with all my heart. And, And there are a lot of times I don't. Mm-hmm. right? Because I'm trying to take back control or I'm, you know, not allowing myself to be possessed by the Holy spirit. That's just how I, how I see it. hundred um, percent. Okay. So how do we get the Holy spirit? How do we get the Holy yeah, spirit? Yeah. How do we get access to the Holy spirit? Well, I think Jesus has that answer, right? Do you have it up? I
1: have it up. Yes, yeah, you so do. It, I knew you would have it up because that's how you are in John 14. <laughs> so Jesus promises to leave us with the Holy spirit. So he says, I must go so the Holy Spirit can be here. And he goes, the Holy Spirit is going to teach you all things. Mm-hmm. And So this is why oftentimes when we pray, we're continually asking God to give us the Holy Spirit, to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that's how we should be praying. I mean, you know, if you notice too about the Lord's Prayer, and I've gone over this in one of our episodes, but if you talk about the Lord's Prayer, there's no I or me in the entire prayer. Mm-hmm. That's because, first of all, we're talking as a community. We're talking as us, as Christ followers. But yeah, and all those things that you ask for in that Lord's prayer, first asking for his his will to be done. Well, his will is essentially to get all of us back to the garden. I mean, he wants all of us to start trusting in him, to surrender to him and be his children. Period. And so in in each individual life, he has a will for, you know, like your trail, your, your journey in life is going to be different from mine, most likely, right? right. We can cross paths. But essentially, all of it is to be done for the glor- glorification of God and to worship God. So, yeah, I think Jesus leaving because he was full of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was working in him too because he is God. right? So he it was moving in him. That's why we saw all those fruits bear. That's why he had self-control. That's why he had all those things and he didn't sin. But then when he went back into heaven, we didn't have that flesh god anymore to 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 show us the way so he's like i showed you the way in the flesh and now with the spirit i give you so you can continue on that work
1: 100%
0: yeah that's good okay let me go back to the to, to the initial topic right of possession okay demon possession yes all of that is negative when we talk possession generally it can be positive or negative now i think do you think do you agree with that like So, if we say somebody's possessed, I mean, we initially think negative, but now, you know, once that was said the other night, when I was talking to Stacey, that just popped up with the Holy Spirit being, we're possessed by the Holy Spirit. That's a positive thing. So, going back to what we're talking about, with demon possessions, here's the other thing too. This woman on the plane was screaming. She was going all over the place. That was a fruit of a demon possession or worldly fruit, but we also need to know that like demon possessions don't always look crazy. You know what I mean? I think that's another aspect that we should cover because first of all, if you don't have the Holy Spirit. So if you're not, if you haven't given your life to Christ, then you leave your door wide open for you to be possessed by worldly things. And this is a damn thing. In a sense, it's a biblical thing, but I've said this before. I feel like everything has spirits, right? Everything like yeah. What I watch on TV, what I listen to for music, what I consume, mm-hmm. you know, even physically, like liquids or food or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think things have spirits in them, and that leaves the door wide open. I mean it, it, the house is swept and then it just one demon goes in there and it's like finds the house all swept up because they were like religious leaders and they're like, oh i'm I'm great, I'm religious, you know, I love God and it shows, but really on the inside they were just pious and they were just like self-righteous. And so the demon goes in and invites like seven of his friends. Right. And so it leaves that door wide open by what you consume. But I think that like possession itself or negative possession doesn't always look crazy. You know, it could be something along the lines of like, if I think of murderers, like mm-hmm. it's not a good thing to think about, but like murderers, are like the, like a Ted Bundy or something like that. He was very calm and collected. He wasn't like screaming, violently and wailing like this woman was but he did really bad things so those are the fruits of that of the demon possessions but like the fruit of the holy spirit you see the love joy peace patience kindness all
1: that right which i don't know reflects outwardly in its own way yeah 100 percent. yeah so two two things there one you know we see the world tends to focus on negative possession yeah dark forces negativity in general yeah this is why we see more horror movies exist in Hollywood than yeah, it's true. The crime, about the Holy crime podcasts. Is. yes, exactly. The not a lot of Holy Spirit soapbox podcasts, but there are a lot of crime yes, ones, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so the the world tends to focus on this, and I think you know mankind we we are instinctively attracted to, to things that are supernatural, mm. and so we're just you know this is society's fed yeah. the, the bad parts of it. But the second part I wanted to bring up, going back to a verse we may have mentioned, how we we wrestle not to, against Physicalities, but against mm. spiritual things. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so physicalities. Yeah. It c- c- couple that yeah. with the if the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. Does that make the flesh weaker than a spirit? And does that apply to all spirits? Mm. So is my flesh weaker than dark spirits?
0: That's a good question. I don't know. That's a question that we'd have to really dig into more mm-hmm. because, Jesus and Jesus says this right in Matthew when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Okay. So I actually just did that sermon not too long ago that you were there for, right? As well. And we and we so he so he brought along Peter, John, and James when he was in the garden. And this is right before he gets captured. And then Peter, James, and John, they they fall asleep while he's awake and he's praying, right? So Jesus was always of the spirit. He was not, he had human emotion. So which brings back what you were saying earlier, which I like too, and we can dig more into that emotion versus spirit but he had a human emotions cuz he was 100% human and 100% god but the 100% god was the one that bore the fruit right so his surrender to the spirit caused him to stay awake that night caused for him to pray where the other three fell asleep and then he comes back and what does he say he says the flesh is weak you know what are you doing why are you falling asleep the time has come you know
1: right
0: and in the bible it attributes sleep to just like being dead or in the flesh a lot, right? So being dead in the flesh or sleep in the flesh. And so in that sense, yeah, that's that's kind of what we're seeing where is our flesh weaker than those spirits? I don't think so. We are not weaker than the, the spirits that are of the world. We just invite them in. Right? right. We get possessed by them because we allow that to happen and we surrender to those. Yeah.
1: Can I piggyback on that? Go ahead. Yeah. So we're, you're right. So we we allow those spirits to possess us, mm-hmm. and that's what makes. So when you say we we when I say we, I'm talking about my flesh and my spirit. Mm-hmm. So we invite those things because our flesh is weaker than those things. Mm. But my spirit can be stronger. And if I if if, if I invite the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. to come and mediate for me, yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to be here to pinch me and say, "Hey, man, don't do that." And it'll cast whatever yeah. demon is. Oh, yeah. you
0: know what's interesting though, because. Again, we think of like demons, like demon possessions being like hardcore. It's like, it's like zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, all of a sudden I'm possessed by a demon. And all of a sudden I'm like a zombie or I'm like crawling around with my head spinning around, you know, like for some reason, that's how we attribute it. But no, I mean, I think anytime we are not of the Holy Spirit, every time we are allowing ourselves to fall to the flesh uh, or to the worldly spirits, I think... In itself, that's a demon possession, right? That's like a small type of possession. Now, I know I'm trying. I need to tread lightly because if you have accepted the Holy Spirit, we can't really be possessed by, you know, worldly spirits after we receive the Holy Spirit, right? We, we can't because we are allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell in there. And if you are, if you are running into this continuous habitual sin or something, right.
1: we have to really ask ourselves how much we actually surrendered. Yeah, just well, to be really blunt, right? right on that. Now earlier I said that we continually ask God to bless us with the Holy Spirit. I just want to add to that. Actually, the moment we we repent and mm-hmm. bring Jesus into our lives, yeah, and accept Him into our lives, mm-hmm. and we say, "Look, I I, I repent. I, I know I'm human. I know I'm sinful, and yeah. I'm just surrendering it all to You." Like the price that He's already paid for all that, yeah. immediately bestows the Holy Spirit on me mm-hmm. for the rest of my human life, and well, probably beyond. But we'll find out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, it will because if we're going to be glorified, you know, that's true. going forward. So, and that's what sancti- thats where sanctification comes in. That's where all this—we are clay; he's the potter, and we have to be formed. And he'll allow things to happen. He'll allow our selfishness to come through, you know, and and fall back on flesh things. But, but essentially, it is immediate, right? Like those demons are. If you actually truly repent and truly believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then, you know, you ask for the Holy Spirit or people lay hands on you, get rebaptized, whatever it might be. Like that's the, it's it's immediate because that's what we see in the Bible. Like these, these demon possessions happened, but Peter, Jesus, John, any of them, as soon as they cast it out, it was gone. Like it was gone. Now we don't really hear much of people going forward with the exception of like maybe Mary Magdalene, right? Because she was possessed by what, seven demons or something or six demons or whatever it was. She was possessed by a bunch of different demons. And then look where, what happened with her. Right. She left that behind her. She was now blessed with the, that spirit, the Holy Spirit, or, or Jesus' presence and the spirit. And then they, you know, right. moving forward, she didn't actually run into that issue right. anymore. I feel like, I'm sure she still was weak in some ways, but. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think, essentially, where we're kind of going with this and and, and what we want to nail down today is is being possessed by the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's that was kind of where I was trying to take this, where, listen, in all things, like we have to surrender ourselves, instead of surrendering ourselves to the worldly spirits, to the worldly things, we have to surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We have to surrender ourselves to Jesus because that is when fruits bear, right? right. Instead of trying to make fruits bear, instead of trying to do the right thing or the good thing, mm-hmm.
1: if we surrender everything to the Spirit, the Spirit will move in us. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. And I know sometimes I hear you've got uh, questions for people at the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Can I leave everybody with a challenge this week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously, to when we ask people all the time, you know, share the gospel with others. Mm-hmm. But here's what that looks like. We're always, let's just face it, we're very shy people to mm-hmm. to speak up about the gospel, and we're like, you know, what if it's it's not taken with positive reception, or what if and this is a a dark thought, but what if God's actually not real? Yeah. And and I'm, and I'm, you're wrong. And I'm wrong the whole time. Right. (laughs) And I'm just making a fool of myself. But but the reality is, you know, God is real and we see him manifest himself on earth. And we see the Holy spirit manifest himself through us. And we see, we still see miracles today. Yeah. Um, And so it's, don't let your flesh's thoughts defeat um, the spirit that is in you, the spirit of willingness. And so, yeah. I, I came to the Lord because I somebody had the sense. In my case, my dad made me go to church every Sunday. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah. the point is, you know, I, I came to the Lord because somebody had the sense to talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, the message to others is same thing. Hey, look, exactly those words. I came to the Lord because somebody talked to me about it. I'd like to talk to you about it. Can I get 10 minutes of your time? Yeah. And what you share is share the same thing you would if, if somebody were to ask you about your spouse or your kids. Mm-hmm. You share their accomplishments. You share what you're proud of them for, and and why you love them, what you love about them. So the same thing with the gospel. It's like, are you in love with our holy creator? Why? Just share that
0: with somebody. That's, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good challenge. I think, you know, and that's why Jesus made the, the top two commandments, right? Love God first and then love people. Because in order to love, right, you really have to love God and you have to really surrender everything to him. And then once you love God, you understand what true love is because we saw that he loved us and then we just carry on from there and love people and serve everybody so no that's a great that's a great challenge for this week for everybody I'm glad we can sit down and chat this in this way that we can we have these conversations all the time but I was like wow we we should just sit down and and put this on 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 paper right yeah. in recording somehow yeah. so uh, I appreciate you
1: joining today and and chatting it up and this was good I appreciate you Yeah, thanks for having me. You want me to close us out in prayer? Sure, please. Father, thank you so much for being so good to us, for creating us, for filling our lungs with your breath, for this life, for this freedom that you've given us, this joy that you've given us to live, surrender to you, and just for being so mighty and so loving. We ask that you bless those that are listening now and, and those that need to come to you. We ask that you give us the courage and the strength, just to talk about you. It's not hard. It's not impossible. We just need to be willing to do it. And just teach us to show others how much you love us and teach us to fall in love with you more and more every day. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.